there's absolutely no way in a million years I would be on telly if I hadn't have done that apprenticeship at Black & Decker. No way. When I first started and I told a lot of my friends that I'm going to do a plumbing apprenticeship, it was sort of the case of why would you want to do that? You're just going to be unblocking toilets and that kind of thing. I think the, the idea of it is wrong. I think people don't actually know what it is. What I can, I think, say safely for someone who's done an apprenticeship in the British Army is that they also get those life skills. We need skills and learning for everybody. And if you just look at those school leavers and say, not everybody wants to go to university, uh, so we should have more apprenticeships. Actually, at school, engineering was just as much for girls as it was for boys. I think I learned so much more at work than I do at university. Um, so I'm in my third year of my degree, and I can honestly say that you will never match the kind of learning on the job aspect. Hi, I'm Georgie Frost, and welcome to All About Apprenticeships, brought to you by the HomeServe Foundation. And coming up, don't think apprenticeships are just for the young. On the contrary, an increasing number of over 30s wanting a career change are choosing to retrain or go down the apprenticeship route. So, is age really just a number? Bob Bryce certainly thinks so. He's Britain's oldest apprentice at the tender age of 76. We'll be chatting to him shortly. And his manager, David Jackson, to tell us why Govia Thameslink Railway are focusing their efforts on the older generation. We'll also be chatting to our apprentice, Dexter Hutchins, who represents the other end of the age scale. Welcome, everybody. Bob, to you first. Is age just a number? Yes. I thought you might say that. Why an apprenticeship, Bob? Tell us about your career before you started and what brought you to this point. Um, well, I started with, the, um, it was Govia way back in 1999, but you know about the franchise changes. Um, I started in 1999 on the railway and um, slowly worked my way up to become a team leader. And then about a couple of years ago, there were um, they came around, the training department came around, and we're looking for people who wish to do an apprenticeship in supervisory skills. And all my other supervisors with me were also doing it, and I thought, well, <clears throat> why not? I'll give it a go. And um, fortunately, I've managed to finish it, apart from a very, very few small little questions but i passed my endpoint assessment and i've been awarded the merit for it so i'm over the moon can't say anymore it's kept me going i'm i can look at everybody face to face saying i'm as good as what you are and, you know it's brilliant <laughs> absolutely brilliant you're never too old to learn absolutely right congratulations and um, what sort of reaction though did you get when you told people that you're an apprentice they couldn't believe it I just couldn't believe it. They, I mean, the first thing they did, like you've just said, it's um, age. What are you doing that for at your age? But I want to keep going as long as possible. And I think one of the main reasons you can do that is by keeping your brain active. Mm. I really do believe that. And, um, you know, if you've got a good company behind you, you've got a good training department to give you as much support as is humanly possible, then I think, you know, in all honesty, you should go for it. Yeah. Keep your brain active. Keep sociable as well. Keep busy. What did you do in your role day to day? Day to day, it's a matter of organising rosters, um, inputting KPIs, um, 
making sure that people are okay when they're working trains and going out with them and standing on a barrier and checking tickets and that's basically the day but it's um you know you meet an awful lot of nice people on the railway you treat them as a second family and they treat you exactly the same you look after each other and that's one of the great things about the railway did you ever think oh, i know all this i'm too old for this i don't need to be taught this ah oh, but you don't you don't know it all because i mean you think that simple thing like building a fence you think to yourself right i'm going to do this i'm going to build the fence over the weekend blah 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 but you don't realize you they've got stakeholders like your next door neighbors you don't know about the cost of it until you've gone through it all you seriously don't know what it's going to cost what the outcome's going to be and you know this has taught me how to break things down and go to the end degree if that makes sense to you <laughs> yeah of course just final on this one bob do you think that society's got an issue, I guess, with the way that we think about old people, old people and working, older people. No, I don't. No, I think they, um, years ago when I was a young lad and started out at work, um, 65 was the date you had to retire. As soon as you're 65, you retired. No, an awful lot of my father's friends died within that first 12 months of actually packing up from work. And now, because of the EU, we can carry on working until we feel like retiring. But, you know, do people want to carry on? I think a lot of people do. I think more and more old people want to carry on working for as long as they can. And I'm one of them. Yep, my dad's in his 70s and he keeps working. And my goodness, when I tell him your story, Bob, he will be so jealous. He's a massive train spotter. Um, David, Bob's story is not just a lovely one-off, is it? I mean, almost 70% of your apprentices are over 30. W was this a deliberate move on behalf of Govia Thameslink? Um, no, it's... Uh, so we've got lots of people in that age group and it's it's about developing the skill set of our existing staff as well as well as new people coming into the business so our apprenticeships are open to everyone regardless of age and that's no age i think the line is um any any age any level for us and that's uh, so do you think then in in that regard it's because you're more appealing to an old generation but why do you think that might be we get a lot of people joining us as second careers so people may leave the police service the fire service etc and they come they join the business and um, yeah I, I guess we are we're more, more appealing aren't we we're, age is no barrier as Bob said. <laughs> nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that david um does your apprenticeship program differ though um as a result do you think from perhaps one that might be targeted at school leavers for example because older apprentices, as you said, they've probably had a, another career. They come with a wealth of work experience. What are you teaching them? I mean, we, is it different? I mean, we've got lots of programs. We've got programs starting at level two with customer service skills, right through to level seven with um, senior leadership apprenticeships on there. Um, yeah, it's, um, as I say, customer service at level two. 
business administration, they've got engineering skills. So again, yeah, they're appealing to us, I guess, to school leavers, but also those looking for second careers as well. So yeah, lots, lots on offer. What benefits do you think older apprentices bring that perhaps you don't get from younger age groups? And I'm not dissing on the younger age groups here, David, but we're promoting the older age groups. Don't worry, Dexter. They've got experiences from other industries that they can bring to to GTR and they can, I'm guessing what they can do is that they can bring that experience from elsewhere into GTR and make, again, GTR a better place. Dexter, as the younger voice here, you run The Apprentice Voice, you work with apprentices of all ages. Is this a trend that you're seeing? Yes, I think even prior to the pandemic, we saw that there was an increasing amount of um, older apprentices. Um, I think that when people think of apprenticeships, they do tend to think of young people, but this is far from the case. Um, in fact, uh, we've got more older apprentices than we do younger people in the UK, um, and we have the highest amount of older apprentices in Europe. Um, I think the, the one thing we do need to be careful of is that we don't end up pushing younger people out of apprenticeships. Um, so I think that we do need to make sure that there, there are kind of apprenticeships available to all people at all levels of all ages as well. Um, throughout the apprenticeship reforms and particularly throughout the, the pandemic, we've seen a decline in apprenticeships for young learners, for the most disadvantaged, for female learners and for those wishing to take um, lower level apprenticeships. Uh, so I do think we need some policy reform to kind of level out the playing field and make sure that there are still opportunities available to young people as well. How would you address that? Do you think? How could we go about that? Because it sounds that like you are concerned about the fact that young people may be losing out, young people who've been badly impacted by the pandemic, as have older people as well. Um, particularly that that split on either side. Um, they may lose out on finding the right apprenticeship, but you don't want to be discriminatory, do you? No, not at all. I think what we need to do is look at the funding. So uh, putting a percentage of the funding available to 16 to 18 year olds who benefit the most from apprenticeships um, and it also has the most economic value as well. Um, so I think it's just about making sure that there's a portion of money there for 16 to 18 year olds, that there's enough opportunities for those that want to do an apprenticeship, but also across the board, we can have apprentices at all ages as well. Because um, obviously, as we've just heard, Bob can benefit just as much mm -hmm. as, as I can from an apprenticeship. So it's not about getting rid of opportunities for those who want to do an apprenticeship when they're older. It's just about making sure that there is the money available to those at 16, 18, maybe older, that do want to do an apprenticeship as well. And actually that mix together, I imagine younger people, younger apprentices could learn so much more from that environment. 100%, yeah. So I'm in an organisation that's pretty small compared to other apprentices um, and all my colleagues uh, are a lot older than me. And obviously I've learned so much from them. Um, and obviously being mixed with other people you learn it's not just about what you learn for on the job it's about key values things that they've learned throughout life as well um, mm. so yeah definitely there's there's everything that you can learn from that and and Bob can learn just as much from a young person as a young person can learn from Bob as well. Indeed Dexter indeed uh, you mentioned there that you're seeing this shift uh, in popularity for apprenticeships among older people before the pandemic do you think though that the pandemic has exacerbated this and do you think that that popularity is across the board because the profile of apprenticeships is getting better? Yes, yeah, so I, I think uh, obviously the variation of apprenticeships available and the, the different levels has always been increasing. Um, but throughout the pandemic, we've actually seen a drop in apprenticeships across all levels, at all ages. Um, so, so it's not just young people that are actually losing out on opportunities. It is everyone that's lo losing out on these opportunities. 
Um, and this does come from the apprenticeship reforms and funding cuts. Um, so basically what we need is a, a, an overhaul of the system to make sure that that funding is available, that we're working with large employers and SMEs to make sure that everyone can access those apprenticeships, but also that young people know where to find them as well. Mm. David, in the last episode, we spoke to St John's Ambulance, who said they're getting applications from, for example, airline cabin crew wanting to retrain. You spoke about police officers, as it were. Is this is this a trend or are these just sort of one off cases? Um, none at all. So the airline industry is a, is a perfect example. We Our line of route takes take us through Gatwick in Luton. And with airlines that have been making people redundant, we're seeing large applications from people from those backgrounds coming into our business. And they have fantastic transferable skills as well. They come straight into our, our business excellent customer service skills and we can put them on apprenticeships and to enhance what they're what they're doing Mm. i don't know how dexter's feeling at the moment about listening to you but if it comes down to a competition between someone who's i don't know a pilot for example and wanting to be an apprentice with you and someone who's just left school well i don't know but i imagine the pilot would probably edge it how can you reassure dexter and younger people that you're not going to solely go on on the idea, and you're not going to say this, but you know there might be some companies out there that are thinking, yeah, we can get really decent quality people on the cheap. And I know, so it's about the best person, the right person for the job, and everyone goes through a stringent recruitment process. So it's just making sure that it's the right person for the job sort of thing. So we wouldn't just go for the airline pilot because you're an airline pilot. It's uh, everybody has a role in that. It's, so, yeah, I wouldn't say we're... Um, with the other airline pilot be the best person that's not the case at all so everyone goes through that fair recruitment process to make sure they are right for that that role with our business uh, Dexter I realized I just spoke for you then uh, do you listen to David talking there about the wealth of experience of people coming through and that makes you even more concerned no not at all I think that the young people are very adaptable um, they, they've grown up resilient especially going throughout this pandemic um, they've got a lot of skills that they, they can use in businesses. And um, but also everyone's got that duty of care to make sure that everyone can access the right opportunities for them. So it might not be right for a pilot to actually go and do an apprenticeship. Um, so it's, it's all about making sure that the right people are going into the right roles. And also that we're not kind of having this skills mismatch of people that are well overqualified for roles going into them um, and making sure that we're actually getting the most from the people that we're hiring. Mm. And I guess in that regard, a young person is probably more likely to be committed to that company potentially who knows David um, I just want to talk to you about your pushing for a 50-50 gender split among your apprentice train drivers so it's not just age we're also talking about gender here why is that so important why is diversity across the board so important to Govia I think we've got to represent the communities we serve and uh, and it's uh I mean, gone are the days of it's uh, the rail industry is a male-dominated environment, and that's so. One of our passions is to make sure we do have a, a fair representation of um, female, especially train driving, female train drivers, and it's making that role attractive to everybody, and not just a male person mm. who may may be perceived as a as a train driver. Bob, you've been patiently listening to us debate these issues. I saw you nodding along occasion. What have you made of it all? 
I don't think age should make any difference. I can understand where Dexter's coming from about getting the more and more youngsters in because they've got the, they are the future of the country. I'm not the future of the country. I'm coming to the end, if you know what I mean. But um, I, I honestly do believe that there are jobs, especially on the railway, for all sorts of people. And if you can get onto the railway, then I would advise anybody to do so because it is an absolutely wonderful job. Bob, I'm curious, what would an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old Bob have done with your apprentice differently? Do you think a 70-odd-year-old Bob brought something extra? What would the difference have been? Um, well, <clears throat> if I'd have done my apprenticeship 50-odd years ago, I would have probably not been on the railway or probably because I started off in the printing industry. But the printing industry, as you know, has now gone all computerized. So I probably wouldn't have had a job. So I'm just thankful for the job I've got with GTR and to carry on as long as I can. Bob, you say you're not the future, but you certainly, no. have, you certainly have a role in impacting the future. What advice would you pass on to Dexter? What I've learnt, be humble with people, respect people, irrespective of age, gender, religion or whatever, and everybody will be, get on. And that's the only thing because we've got different diversities here and I get on with everybody. It doesn't matter, we have a laugh and a joke, the banter is brilliant, and you have to respect everybody else's view. That way you can cross barriers, cross boundaries. But I would just keep going as long as I possibly can. And Dexter? I, I think we could all learn from Bob's journey. So like he said, he was in the printing industry. Now he's in the railways. And it's, it's clear that the world is changing. Uh, jobs that exist now won't exist in the future. Um, and like Bob, we all need to adapt. We need to be resilient. We need to be mindful that the job we have now might not exist in 10 years time. And we need to learn that there are those those values that we can have, like respect um, and kind of skills that we can take that can be adaptable. Um, so like David was saying earlier, it's those those skills that can carry over from, from job to job that we really need to focus on and make sure that all young people are growing up having those skills because they're the ones that are going to keep them working in the future. But what can young people teach the older generation, Dexter? What would you teach oh, well, Bob? Like, like Bob said, he, his uh, <laughs> old job has now been computerised. Um, and obviously a lot of older people might not be as, uh, as good with tech. So there's always ways that young people can help, uh, help people with their um, digital side of life. Um, and that's not just about working, that's about staying sociable as well. Especially throughout the pandemic, we saw young people coming to, to help their, their neighbours, whether that was with getting the shopping or with helping them connect with friends and family. Um, and I think it is, it's not all about, you know, what we can do to make other people uh, kind of work easier, but how we can actually live together and help each other throughout life. Indeed, lovely sentiment. David, Dexter mentioned the pandemic there. How much of a fundamental shift do you think the pandemic when it comes to work, our desire for work-life balance, career changes, people made redundant, those sorts of things, perhaps taking time to reflect on what you want from life and 
How much of a, an impact do you think that will have and therefore impact on people wanting to become an apprentice at an older age? Yeah, yeah pandemic it has affected um, a lot of things in life massively. And I think there is a, there's been a greater emphasis on working from home, especially my role now, working from home a lot. But again, it's, um, we still need that. We still need that face-to-face, in Bob's role, we still need that face-to-face, day-to-day interaction with people, going out and building them real people skills. I feel I'm, the, I'm lacking that at the moment. I'm missing people sort of thing. I need to get out and out more. And again, I think it's um, for an apprenticeship, you can really build those people skills as well, especially through our, again, for our customer service programs, our team leader programs. It's about building that rapport with, again, yeah, with people out there. I think there'll be a lot of people listening to this nodding along saying, yeah, as great as the pan- pandemic in terms of working from home and that ability to work from home has been, I, I, I miss people, David. Yeah. Uh, Zoom and the like just don't quite cut it for me. Bob, the final word to you. What would you say to anyone listening who thinks, oh, do you know what, maybe I'm, I'm too old to retrain or, or change career or become an apprentice? That, that is nonsense. Absolute nonsense. You just, if you've got the opportunity, take it with both hands. No matter how old you are, just take it. Because it will never come back your way again if you don't. The only gripe I've got in life is that the number of your life, 76, you can't subtract from it. And that really does upset me. Mm. No, but you can add much to it, Bob an apprenticeship and many years to come. Bob, Dexter, David, thank you so much. That was absolutely fantastic. And thank you for listening to this episode of All About Apprenticeships. If you want to get in touch or to have your say on anything that we've been talking about today, you can find the HomeServe Foundation on Twitter at HSV underscore foundation. Just use the hashtag All About Apprenticeships. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave a rating and hit subscribe. It helps other people find us.